Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Woody Allen Retrospective right here on planettyro.com. Thanks for listening. I am joined, as always, with my co-host who, last episode, proclaimed himself the Trump of outer space. He's building the war, guys. It's Simon Red. What, what, what the hell are you talking about? I never said anything like that. I just said, <laughs> I, said, said. I, wanted to, I said I wanted to keep your ass out. I didn't say about anybody else. Do you know how much time building a wall in space takes? More time than I wanted to spend. I got enough time watching all these damn Woody Allen movies. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for that, Simon. I'll just re-edit that to make it sound like you hate everybody, as I always do. So uh, Yeah, you do that. You, you just spend more time re-editing what I say. Be the fake news of this fucking podcast. It's one of the things that gives me the most pleasure in life, Simon. So I will. Don't worry, I will. So anyway, guys, if you were here last time, you remember us talking about that... That movie me and Simon called a modern fairy tale called Alice. If you missed that discussion... Again, I never said that. <laughs> Whatever. I called it boring. I didn't say it was a modern fairy tale. Yes, you did. You said it was like... Uh... Well, probably I did. But now I'm saying I didn't. So let's sure. just keep this Trump theme going. Guys, click on the top right corner if you want to go back to that discussion. But as always, we're moving forward. We're in the 90s now. Guys, I want to announce that I finally got the website up, WoodyAllenRetro.com. If you go and put that in your browser, you'll see a nice web page with all our recordings. And you know what? If you go to the website, you might get the recordings a day earlier. Because you're going to the website, I'm going to treat you guys a little bit more special. So thanks for that. It's very basic, guys. So leave your comments if you don't like it. Then, you know, tough luck. Screw you. It is what it is. It's a free website. And we're doing it because some of you guys requested it. Don't forget, we're also on the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Android, any podcast app you can find or you like, your favourite app is on there. And lastly, guys, as usual, all these reviews we do for the Woody Allen movies are spoiler discussions. We get into all the nitty-gritty. A lot of the in-jokes would be more easier to understand if you'd watched the movie. So when you bitch and complain about, I didn't get that, what do you guys mean? It's because we're talking about the innards of the movie. So watch the movie in its entirety and you can get into jokes. If you don't care... And I know a lot of you guys listen to these reviews just for comedy. That's fine. Just stay tuned. Listen to me and Simon. Tear apart the movie. And tear apart is definitely the operative um, conjunction phrase we're using for this movie right here. Yeah, yeah, you're making it overly complicated already. Like, th- th- this movie doesn't deserve this many introductions. You, you make it too much of an effort. I mean, come on. All right, let, let's, just, let's just get this to this because I need to get this off my chest. Okay, so <laughs> I love it when you fucking interrupt. By the way, you carry on, motherfucker. Go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, just cut it short. Nineteen ninety-one. One year later, we're gonna look at a, the next movie on the list, but it's not written by and directed by Woody Allen. It's starring Woody Allen uh, alongside Bat Midler, who's a terrific actress. Did you say? And, uh, did you say Bat Midler? Yeah, well, that's that's her name. Right? It's Bat Midler. <laughs> Bat Midler. Bat- it's bad. <laughs> That's what I said. I said. He said bad. <laughs> say bad like. He said bad. We want the tape. We want the tape. I'm rewinding the tape yeah, so you guys can hear that. You, 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 you listen to your own damn DC reviews too much. It's bad. Like that Bethany. 
Yeah, Bat Midler. Not bad as in Batman, but bad. <laughs> you got bat on the brain. All right, go on, continue. Uh, that, yeah, that's the most important. <sighs> Fuck it, let's just keep going. Okay, scenes from them all. Written, co-written, and directed by Paul Mazursky, who's a uh, claim to fame was uh, doing the TV pilot for the Monkees. You know that band from... Uh, from like what the sixties? We're here with the monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a believer. That's their biggest song, and uh, and also uh, he directed uh movies of his own outside of this one. I believe the one he got the most critical acclaim for is called An Unmarried Woman. I haven't seen it yet, so if this gets you interested, I recommend starting with that one. But oh boy, uh, scenes from a mall, the typical '90s film. We're going to the super mall was just such a, an amazing cultural experience that people thought of setting a whole movie around it would be a good freaking idea. Mm-hmm. Woody and Ben Midler are a married couple. And the first five minutes of this movie are almost like an inside joke because we're not in New York. We're in L.A. And Woody plays a California guy, you know, the people he always makes fun of. And his character even jokes about they're preparing for a dinner party for their wedding anniversary that... uh this one dude is going to come to the the party that Woody hates because he talks about how New York is the cultural center of the world and L.A. is just empty and shallow. Basically, everything he said. It's almost like this dude wants to make a Woody Allen movie starring Woody Allen. Like he's trying really hard. We get some old school tunes playing with uh, very simple credits of just a cast list panning in on the family where the kids are going on vacation so they re- he's really trying to establish that these guys have been married for a while they have kids of their own and mm. the big thing is that uh Woody's like this business broker guy who broke brokers legal deals for I think uh what is it the NFL some sports he gets basically endorsements and mm-hmm. talks to friends a lot and she's a psychiatrist so they're very California people in the 90s and it's very 90s they were 90s tracksuits and all that stuff and the movie tries <laughs> to make a very strong point about this it's really freaking important important even though it isn't and uh the big the big kicker is that she's a psychiatrist and she writes books about marriage how to reinstate your marriage save your marriage how to survive in the age of divorces and they seem to be like a good example for it two people who are older been married for a while and pull through, raise kids, everything's going fine. Except it isn't. What a fucking surprise. Guess what? Everybody cheats. Do there. Spoiler alert. I bet you didn't see that coming. And you're thinking to yourself, what the fuck does this have to go do with going to the mall? Well, guess what? Here comes the genius idea. So these two motherfuckers get into the car to get some shopping done for the, the dinner party, which you think in this typical Woody Allen setting would be the big kicker, right? That they have to deal with their problems when the guests arrive and we get a bunch of colorful characters no they go to the mall and the movie already sets it up in a couple of clever ways that you have subplots you have a business deal the where, where they park the car and what they buy these will all be little hindernesses keeping them from leaving the mall so that's it the entire movie will be set in this mall that it's supposed to be so visually amazing and such an amazing spectacle. So once in the first 10 minutes, the entire plot that, hey, the marriage ain't perfect after all, is revealed. The movie just keeps on going for almost another two hours. And you're just sitting there watching these guys walk around the mall. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, who, who thought this was a good idea? 
And oh, by the way, if you're a bit younger and you, you don't recall the 90s because you're maybe like 15, which means you were born in like 2002. Well, this is going to be a time capsule for you because holy shit. If you would have asked a white person who never met anybody of any different ethnicity to direct a movie about ethnicities, you would get this freaking movie because you have you have these group of black guys who couldn't be more 90s who just walk around the mall rapping. Yeah. And keep cutting to them. Like, they don't have a microphone. They don't have an act. It's like they're just yelling at random people and music's coming from somewhere. It's not even like they're in the corner and, you know, they're like young artists trying to raise money or sell their seats or something like that. No, they're just, they're just part of the decoration. They're just like three random black guys who felt like it's time to, you know, rap. Simon, I, I, I don't want to use a pun, Simon, but that's a definition of hip. They were hip at the time. So, you know, I, I, come on. It was easy. End of the day, I had to start me coming for man. Tag me out. You, 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 you take a bite at this bullshit. Oh, man, man. Guys, this is a bad movie, without a doubt. The movie is bad. But let's have a little bit of fun with it. Because, honestly, there's some things about this movie which are somewhat interesting conceptually. Let me, let me asterisk this. Conceptually... It could have been good. No, 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 man. For this movie, you're supposed to be rapping this. Where are the rhymes, man? Yeah, pull your jeans down. No, to you're be fair, tight. no, I hear what you're saying. To be honest with you, I don't really find it a stereotype because back in the 90s, even the black movies, they were that was kind of black hip-hop culture. It was the whole... Look, at they were wearing colourful... Even if you watch Boys in the Hood, they, that's how they were dressing. That's how they were... It no, wasn't, I'm not talking... I'm talking about the dress code. I'm like, that's all they do in the movie. Yeah, but that's all That's all black people did in movies at that point. And, you know, Woody Allen... Let's be honest. In the last movie, Woody Allen had a black person that was just a trainer. Or they were... To, this guy's... They had more screen time. Look, you're trying to... I don't want to insult Woody Allen with his casting decisions. But this time, I didn't... I'm a black guy. And I didn't... I thought it was appropriate for the time. That's This is what I was used to seeing at that time. And it's not even close to the worst thing about the movie. And that's not, that's not the only stereotype in the movie as well. There's actually some Asian characters. There's very Asian things. So, oh, and also fucking minds. What's up with that? It's oh, like come on. That's one of my favorite parts. Because honestly, you know what? Let me start by saying this. This this movie is basically like, a, what do Alan called Radio Days a cartoon? I don't know why he called a movie a cartoon. This is a cartoon because it's just one joke through the whole movie and here's the thing i could go on a rant about how upset i was about the movie the movie is a waste of time but again there's things let me let me really get to the things i like because you're making me talk about the things i don't like and there's a lot let me talk about the things i like woody allen doing this movie i'm watching this movie and i'm thinking to myself why would woody allen do this movie and i tell you honestly I think Woody Allen felt the weight of his own career. He's doing all these serious movies, all these think pieces so much. And Woody Allen, he sees himself as an actor as well as a director. And you know what? I think Woody Allen just wants to act. So what does he do? He picks a very silly role where he doesn't have to think. Where he, he wears a fucking ponytail in this movie as well. Oh yeah, that's a, the, the ponytail. Why why does he have a ponytail in the movie? He's Because he's doing everything the opposite to what he would actually do. It's like he walked up to set. It's like someone said, hey, be in my movie, Woody. And he's like, sure. Did he have a script? I don't think so. I think he just was himself. He was like an exaggerated version. 
like like you said, a caricature of an LA guy in a two point five family having an argument, and he's just he's being ten percent of what he would be in any of his own movies. So for me, when we say Woody Allen phones in on some of his other movies, like a Midsummer Night's um, Sex Comedy or whatever, and he just wants to take a I break. I thought he was good in there. Uh, to be honest with you, but yeah, but I'm just saying, this is a movie to me where I feel like he's just taking a break. He doesn't care. I'm not writing it. I'm not directing it. I get to play some idiot guy. I kind of get to be an exaggerated person myself, and I get to play off a cold lead, which is very well known at the time. She was, you know, she was very well celebrated, Bette Medler. But here's the thing: the thing I kind of liked about this movie is just seeing Woody Allen do something I don't didn't think I'd ever see him do. He's in this very '90s movie. The way the movie is shot, all in. It's not one take, but you know you're following them like you're off, like you're a third wheel. You know, like you're a fly on the wall, following them through the whole war. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think Woody Allen would do this himself. So it's interesting to see himself in this movie. That being said, the actual script in the movie is fucking garbage. And let me start, I guess, the positive things are out of the way. Let me start by this whole relationship they have with this whole cheating thing. Woody Allen's character is a fucking slime ball. He's cheating on his wife. He tells it the way he even just tells like it's nothing he the way he tells and he, he cheated multiple times and i was just like look i don't think i'm meant to take this seriously but then they kind of i don't know if you're trying to i don't know if you're meant to be rooting for them or it's meant to be funny but it's not funny because woody allen comes off as an asshole just tells her how it is doesn't give a fuck and then you know he's so sorry and then more than halfway through the movie his his wife is so upset with him but then he literally fucks her into forgiving him. Which is awesome. It's like, you're kidding me. He fucks her in the cinema and all of a sudden, all is forgiven. I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. This is an insult to relationships. And she's meant to be, <laughs> and she's meant to be a therapist. She's meant to be, she's written a book on relationships. And actually, one of the things she's wrote in the book is that, oh, which I thought was somewhat interesting. But again, it's a portrayal of the whole narrative because she wrote this book about, oh, you know, back in the days of marriage when it was first instituted, life expectancy was only 30 years. So in real marriage, you have to start again every 14 years. You have to reaffirm your relationship. And because it, they try to make it a metaphor for the movie that because they're going through this rough patch, they have to reaffirm and forgive each other, whatever. Garbage. Because later she admits that she has an affair. Then Woody's like, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck this, even though he's a multiple cheater. So, you know, by this point, I'm watching the movie thinking, he's a cheater, she's a cheater. But this is, you're not meant to feel sorry for them. This is obviously meant to be a comedy, but it's not funny. Even the dialogue is not really, it's it's okay. That's being very nice. It's They have some, in, not witty banter, some funny banter. And that's just based on the fact Woody Allen's done this for a long time. He knows how to talk. He knows how to be funny. So. Yeah, that, that both the both of the actors are great. That, yeah. that, that's it. Yeah. And you know what? Everything you just said just makes me hate this movie even more. Because yeah. you know me. I like to see Woody Allen be directed by someone else. Because it comes off different. And he gets to play different characters. Almost like he wanted to be the anti-Woody Allen. He's yes. in California. He has a fucking ponytail. Yeah. He has kids. He, he's like... He's like his negative self. Like his, uh, he went to the Infinity Zone or something like. Uh, Dude, he says fuck like three times in this movie. Oh yeah, exactly. He's like his evil twin. Yeah, exactly. Or like his clone. Exactly. Like you know, some old school comic where you get replaced by your your double, and yes. he's like the exact opposite of you. And that's what makes the movie special. That's the own that that is why I 
find the movie tolerable. But it's a waste of time. It's a bad movie. I actually don't recommend watching it. But just seeing him do this, and I can clearly see this is literally a walking move for the. I get to do something else. I'm not writing the movie. And to your surprise, Simon, the same year he's we're gonna the next movie we're talking about is a movie in the same year because he's writing his own movies, filming his own movie at the same time. Make this one anyway. So to him, he's well, not really, really doing anything. I thought it slipped into '92. Not like it matters, but I no, thought no, it's '91. It... The Shadows on Fold. Next one's '91. Cool, cool. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean that that's expected. He did a similar thing with The Front. Exactly. Which is a much better movie, and uh, yeah. that's the thing. Him and Bat Midler are great. Yeah. But it's wasted in this awful movie. And yeah. that just pisses me off even more because the yeah. jokes fall flat. Yeah. The drama falls flat. And the narrative makes no sense. And it's predictable as hell. You know where this is going. Yeah. I'm like, why are you wasting my time? It almost feels like it's a play movie. But it's not even that. Because we keep cutting to fucking mimes every five minutes. I'm like, why do I have to watch well, this Well, we've we got to talk about that. Because that guy, I really like that mime because it was... That's what this movie was like a cartoon. Woody hated this mime character who was mocking I him. I hated him too. But that's what I liked. I liked, I actually wanted to see him in another Woody movie because I just loved the way he was irritating Woody. He was such a bitch and Woody's like, fuck off. <laughs> I know it's dumb. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, it's not even much praise. I just like the fact he was annoying Woody as much as this movie was annoying me because don't get me wrong. I might be having a good time reviewing the movie. I did not have a good time watching the movie, but I just liked seeing Woody in this environment because again we've watched so much of his movies and I even felt like he was just taking a vacation being an actor in another person's movie like you said and with the front and play it against Sam that he did those two movies he didn't direct he took those roles more seriously this one I don't think he gave a shit I don't think he cares about this movie at all and this decade this is not the first time this is not the second time he's gonna do multiple movies in this decade he never directs so to me for me, as a, I don't know, as a person, maybe he just wanted to, like, break away from just acting. Uh, just directing his own and acting his own movies. Because we we see him. We're going to talk about a lot of movies coming up that he's not directing. Plays, you know, the animated movie Ants. He's going to do a lot of stuff. And it's nice for him to... I think it's healthy because he's... Um, what's about to happen to him as well? I think it's healthy for him to kind of take a break. And I just like seeing him as an actor doing something else because we're going to get a lot of good Woody movies even going forward. So, But is the movie good? No. And I'm not trying to trick anyone into watching this. It's a piece of shit. It's very irritating. And I wish Beth Midler was in another Woody Allen movie, which she's not, which is, well, unless I'm, I can't remember, which is a shame because she's a very good co-lead. And the movie's wasted. The only, I like the more setting. And the last thing, I, the last positive thing I like to say about this movie, well, not about this movie, is I wondered what Woody Allen would have done if he was going to do a movie about a couple breaking up in a mall. Because I think this movie would have probably been a lot more interesting if he wrote a directed it. But just like you said in the very beginning, I don't think he would be interested because Woody Allen, especially when it comes to these reality movies, he likes to infuse a little bit of fantasy or something a little bit magical. So... If he wrote this movie, I don't think it would have been just this anyway. He would have added something to this dynamic that would have made yeah. it a lot more appealing anyway. The mind would have been death. <laughs> That's what he would have added. The mind would have been the fucking He wouldn't have been in the movie. Bird. He wouldn't have been in the movie. I don't know, man. I didn't like this at all. I just thought it's really dated because it's all centered around the cultural phenomenon of be- going to the mall, which is completely outdated. Yeah. 
keeping them around it's like it's very predictable like every time some new information comes out like one of them screwed up in a relationship they have a fight but then wow we can't leave so we have to talk and i i guess you could say that one of the few clever messages or put clever in freaking quotes with a mime doing the sign language for it of the movie is that if you talk it's always better talk don't argue don't scream and shout talk and you know maybe you you can see things through the other person's eyes and come to a better conclusion and solve your problems but the end message of the movie is still it that everybody fucks up so fuck everything why break up if you can be miserable together i mean okay thanks for the message i'm really glad you wasted two hours yeah. to tell me this really important life lesson now go fuck yourself like really what, what am i supposed to say it's true it does make the movie pointless that it ends basically on they reluctantly say they reluctantly stay together don't break up and they know each other's dirty secrets and, and they're not happy and again it's meant to be this is why the movie is the most pointless of all obviously this is not meant to be taken seriously but it's not funny so at the end of the day you failed if this was meant to be a romantic comedy about two a couple breaking up and oh we're just meant to enjoy the dialogue between them completely failed i don't know man like i said the director who you mentioned i think you said he did one noteworthy movie well he, he his movies got all right reception but the one that got the most praise is an unmarried woman mm. and i mean if if he got woody allen and bat midler to sign up to this I'm, i guess he should have good credits but he didn't ring a bell to me when I just looked it up. Yeah. Well, guys, it should go without saying that the audience scores on this movie is so terribly low, I can guarantee. One of the reasons I was looking forward to doing this review with you, Simon, we got the only review for this movie on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're going to do it, we're going to have fun with it. You know, What's it? we're going to be the only ones. Let's make it entertaining for the audience. So literally nobody else could be bothered. To, to watch this shit even you, on you imdb grown-ass man on youtube reviewing pokemon merchandise and even they said nah man i'm good i got better shit to do with my life i gotta collect me some some pikachu dolls i read a review on imdb that called this movie a movie of mutual destruction destroying both careers but here's the thing the movie wasn't like oversold or p uh, promoted widely to be I, I, I doubt anybody even saw this so no. who would be disappointed no and people are going to be surprised this movie seen any scenes from the morgue this movie could be called scene from the morgue there's only one couple one scene it's not like a multi-cam different character scenes from the morgue and it's so funny that you said that you know the more in the 90s how many movies set in the morgue I know I'm thinking of the Kevin Smith movie more that comes to mind the oh, 90s yeah. was all about being in the fucking mall how many nights this is such a trope such a trope oh yeah i, I was even thinking that even fresh prince in the yeah. first season had that episode that got extended with flashbacks so they can go to the mall in the first half you know when they had the halloween party that whole episode got extended to a two-parter because they mm. kept remembering stuff that you've seen earlier in the season i'm like what y'all having budget troubles already or something but I'm not going to hate on Fresh Prince. You know, it's my all-time favorite show. But still, even they did it. Sure. I just love seeing Woody in his ponytail or his white, with his, you know, and, you know, everyone says. His gigolo suit. His gigolo white suit with the sunglasses shouts asshole. That is just the perfect asshole suit. You ever see someone walking up to you, white suit, sunglasses, asshole. 
So, in summary, this movie's a piece of shit. We had fun talking about it. I know Simon wish it was a 10-minute review, but guys, come on. I gotta entertain you guys on the Woody Allen retrospective. And as I said before, the scores are so low. It's critically panned, audience panned. But we're being completionists, guys. That's why we couldn't skip this one. But I'm not skipping anything. We're gonna watch it all so we can say we know Woody Allen even though he didn't write to direct this one. But moving on to the next movie, as you know, same year, it's gonna be the next one. And let me tell you something, Simon. I wonder what you're gonna say about the next movie, because the next movie, let's see what Woody Allen was writing while he was filming this. And that is gonna be another law. A suicide note, that's what he was writing, probably. <laughs> you know what? You're gonna end up blaming this movie for what's coming next. <laughs> but guys, probably will. thanks for watching, Simon. Thanks for joining me in this one. I really appreciate you watching this one with me. <laughs> You know what he should have done? He should have pulled another uh, uh, What's Up Tiger Lady or whatever that freaking movie was called where he dubbed it over. He yeah. should have dubbed this whole movie over. Make them argue about chess or something. That would have been... That, that's, you know, that wouldn't have been good. I think this movie might have worked even better as an animated movie with more exaggerated features. Yeah, Yeah, because who, who doesn't want to take their kids to a Disney movie about two 40-year-olds getting a divorce after multiple affairs? That sounds like the... That sounds like a great plot. They should have made that the sequel to Little Mermaid or something. Yeah, I mean, that scene where they were in the cinema having sex and those other guys were sitting there watching and then... <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing where they try to make this movie really multicultural, but they just slapped a bunch of stereotypes in there. I'm like, they have... I don't even know where those guys, Indian or Arab, they were just people in beards and robes in LA. I'm like, okay, that's the only thing we know about them and that they really want to see that movie about some poor children and some ass end of the world i'm like okay is this supposed to say something how yeah. you should evaluate your problem she was, she was climaxing to that part by the way <laughs> yeah exactly That's, again a weird fucking joke and i'm like is it supposed to say that look at these people with these superficial problems while somebody's starving across the planet i'm like yeah that doesn't help me that's the dumbest comparison that's when somebody says says you don't like your food while somebody's starving i'm like the food still tastes like shit just because someone's starving, I can't tell you that the food tastes like shit. I mean, what kind of comparison is that? Guys, this is why you guys listening got to love the Planet Tower Woody Allen retrospective. Because if you were listening to the Rotten Tomatoes IMDb guys reviewing this movie seriously, they would be offended. They would be upset. There's so much offensive SJW things about this movie, but we're having fun with it because it's a piece of shit. We can identify what's wrong, but we can still identify things that might have worked or things that made us laugh and you know that's what we're going to do is what, what, what do you think would have made this better because i already told me that woody should have just dubbed it over and that's it just made it made even made it just crazy that would have been too much work i think would honestly i think woody could have just written a four-way script that would have been a lot better than the movie because honestly the reason why the movie is not good it's meant to be a comedy but it's the 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 portrayal of these two characters isn't really funny because it's too over the top. The way they betrayed each other isn't very, especially Woody Allen's character. He's done it multiple times. He's very dismissive. He's not. He doesn't feel any remorse for it. And then his wife admits so late in the movie, it's not consistent. The dialogue is okay, just based off the acting, but it's not good enough. Woody would have had the. Woody would have had to wrote the movie, and it would have been a lot better. Even if he did, if he didn't add something fantastical it still would have been a bit of a snooze, as you like to say. So not much could have saved this movie anyway, but I just tried to look on the, the possibilities of what could have made it better. Yeah. Well, the end credits were great because it was fucking short. 
<laughs> you did yeah, as soon as you saw the screen turn to black, you put a stomp <laughs> on right there. <laughs> exactly. That was it. Alright guys, thanks for listening to this one. We just we basically just shitted on the movie, but I had fun talking about it with Simon. So Simon again, thanks for joining me on this one. Uh it's time to go, man. Let, let, let's go to the mall. You know what? Let, let, let's go do a little retrospective there. Go back. Go back in time to the mall. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> if there should. was a mall around, oh, wait, they closed them all down, didn't they? Hey, man, we're in the, we're in the digital age now. Malls are old school. We're in the t- we're 2017 right now. You can do Amazon. Amazon's a new mall. You can make an exactly. Amazon movie right now. They probably will make that, an that's Amazon the, movie. That's the best thing about today. You don't have to interact with dumb fucking assholes and mimes. You can skip the fucking mimes because there are no mimes on Amazon. Oh, Fuck this movie. Speak about Amazon. Woody's work for Amazon right now. Giving, they're giving him that money to make movies. <laughs> there you go. Everything comes full circle. Exactly, guys. And on that note, if you like the discussion, don't forget we've got a playlist of all the other recordings we've done for all the other reviews going back. Click on the top right corner to go back to that one. Subscribe to the channel. Give us a thumbs up on the video if you like it. Let us know. Leave a comment. Don't forget to check out the website. That's now up. WoodyAllenRetro.com. And we'll see you on the next recording.